Heavenly Father, your word is already anointed. I ask that you anoint my lips of clay. Use me to be a blessing to your people. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable unto you this day. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And the saints to give me a believing amen. Kindly resume your seats. It's Resurrection Sunday. And this morning, I have a very important word from the Lord for you. If you are excited, you want to read for your Bible. If you have an Android phone and you don't have a Bible installed on it, quickly sell the phone, buy a young phone, and bring us the balance. Hallelujah. But if you have a phone and then you have a Bible on it, you want to freeze all other apps or put your data off and open your Bible to the book of John chapter 20. John 20, verse 1. We are taking it all through. Now on the first day of the week, Madeline, Mary Madeline, went to the tomb early while it was still dark and saw that the stone had been taken away from the tomb. Then she ran and came to Simon Peter and to the other disciple whom Jesus loved and said to them, They have taken away the Lord out of the tomb and we do not know where they have laid him. Are we together? Let's go to verse 3. Peter therefore went out and the other disciple and were going to the tomb. So they both ran together and the other disciple outran Peter and came to the tomb first. And he stooping down and looking in saw the linen clothes lying there. Yet he did not go in. Verse 6. Then Simon Peter came following him and went into the tomb and saw the linen clothes lying there and the handkerchief that had been around his head, not lying with the linen clothes, but folded together in a place by itself. Then the other disciple who came to the tomb first went in also and he saw and believed. Say so he believed. For as yet they did not know the scripture that he must rise again from the dead. Then the disciples went away again to their own homes. But Mary, say but Mary. But Mary stood outside by the tomb weeping, say weeping. And as she wept and stood and stooped down and looked into the tomb, and she saw two angels in white sitting, one at the head and the other at the feet where the body of Jesus was laying. Then they said to her, woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, because they have taken away my Lord. Say, my Lord. And I do not know where they have laid him. Now, when she had said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there. And did not know it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you seeking? Whom are you seeking? She, supposing him to be the gardener, said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and said to him, Rabboni, which is to say, teacher. Jesus said to her, Do not cling to me, for I have not yet ascended to my father. But go to my brethren and say to them, I am ascending to my father and your father, and to my God and your God. Mary Madeline came and told the disciples that she has seen the Lord. She has seen the Lord. And that he had spoken these things to her. May the Lord add his blessing to the reading of the word. I took my time to read this scripture because I believe a lot of people are in church who don't really know the real biblical 
narrative of what the resurrection is about. They hear someone's preached on it, but they've not really taken time to read it them, themselves. The death, the burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ is a major landmark in our lives as believers. And today being a resurrection Sunday, you are most likely expecting me to come and talk about the power of the blood or to come and unlock certain keys or unlock certain tokens and certain mysteries and talk about parallels and compare the beginning to now. But this morning, I want to draw very simple lessons from the resurrection that is beneficial to us as believers. In verse 1 of the scripture we just read, we are introduced to a very radical character who is called Mary Madeline. The Bible says that on the first day of the week, very early in the morning, Mary Madeline was mentioned. Hallelujah. But who is Mary Madeline? Mary Madeline was a woman who Jesus has cast out demons from. She was a woman who had been with Jesus all through his ministry. Even to the point that when Jesus Christ was being crucified, she was there. Luke 18. She was there. And the Bible says that even when they were burying Jesus, she went to see where Jesus Christ was laid. So it presupposes that there is a relationship between Jesus Christ and this woman called Mary Madeleine. And this woman, Mary Madeleine, didn't allow the fact that once upon a time she was demon-possessed to prevent her from seeing where the Lord was laid to rest. And the Bible says that a few people were with Jesus, few women were with Jesus, who were ministering to him and his team out of the abundance of their substance. So there is a linkage between Mary Madeleine and Jesus Christ. And this connection is undeniable. Because when you look through the scriptures, the name of Mary Madeleine has even been mentioned more than a lot of the apostles that walked with Jesus Christ. And this is a woman in the days of Jesus Christ, women were not given so much attention to. So for scripture to go on and talk about Mary Madeleine, it means that she has something that we can learn from. Hallelujah. And that is why this morning we want to continue learning about this woman called Mary Madeleine. When we go to verse 3, 4 and 5, we see, let's go back to verse 3, verse 3 and see what is there. It says, and Peter therefore went out and the other disciple also with him. They both ran together and the other disciple ran out from Peter and came to the tomb. And he, stooping down and looking in, saw the linen clothes. Yet they did not go in. Then verse 6 says that then Peter came, following him, and went also into the tomb and saw the linen clothes there. When you continue right down to verse 8 and verse 9, the Bible says that, okay, let's go to verse 10. The Bible says that then the disciples went away to their own homes. These were a group of people that has worked with Jesus. Peter was one of the closest people to Jesus. John, who described himself as the disciple whom Christ loved, was one of the closest people to Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ had 12 disciples, but among the 12, three of them were very close with him. And they were these people that he took to the mountain to pray and had an encounter where Jesus Christ was transfigured before them. But on this very account, the Bible says that this Two people who were supposed to be Jesus' closest associates, they went in, they saw the linen clothes, they saw the wrappings and all of that, and then they went away to their home. Hallelujah. 
they were comfortable with the fact that they've had some level of experience with Jesus. After all, the guy said he'll rise again. He's risen. That is all. They don't care to understand what is really happening. After they saw that their tomb was empty, they went back home to their place of comfort. Amen. But Mary Magdalene was still resting or abiding or circulating in the area where Jesus Christ was buried. She was not comfortable with just hearing that Jesus Christ is risen. She wants to see Jesus Christ for herself. Hallelujah. If you want to go yonder with Jesus, if you want to have supernatural encounters with Jesus Christ, we can't be comfortable with where we are. A lot of believers are comfortable with the fact that they can pray three hours a day, read the Bible and understand, and go about their normal duties, and they are fine. To them, they don't really care about any form of supernatural experience or to go further with Jesus Christ. If you want to be able to experience supernatural power and breakthrough through the resurrection, we have to be people who are not comfortable with our present situation. The Bible says that this disciple came, the disciple whom Jesus Christ loved came to the tomb and couldn't enter the tomb. He was waiting for somebody to take the first step. And many believers are like that. He was waiting there for Peter to enter. Many believers are not confident about themselves because they feel that they are too dirty or they feel that they are too sinful to encounter God. So they don't search for God. They don't seek God on their own. For them, it is enough that the pastor experiences God and comes to deliver a sermon to them. For them, it is enough that the pastor prays for the sick and they are healed. It is enough that the pastor is able to command things and things happen. Like the way our bishop will stop the rains. It is, it is okay for them. They don't have the confidence or the boldness to approach God on their own. Bible says that we should come before the throne of grace with boldness. That we will obtain grace and mercy in time of need. We are encouraged as believers this day to go yonder. To go yonder. Don't just stand at the entrance of the tomb. Enter the tomb and have an experience for yourself. Hallelujah. Are you in church? So we have to go further. We have to go further to encounter God. These disciples had an experience with God. Peter and John had an experience. They saw something. They saw that the tomb was empty, but that was not all that they could see. They could go further. The fact that you can pray for the sick to be healed. The fact that you minister powerfully under the anointing and then burdens are lifted doesn't mean that is the end of where you can be. You can go further forward faster by the grace of God. And this is made possible or this is made available to us by the resurrection power of the Lamb. Are we together? So the fact that Jesus Christ is risen and we wear white, white and we celebrate and we understand that our sins are forgiven and all of that doesn't mean it shouldn't end there. Today shouldn't end that you ate chicken, took some sobolo and rejoiced that Christ is risen. Now, son, that's all. You are comfortable. You stand at the, at the entrance of the tomb and you saw that Jesus Christ is risen. It's, it's enough. Let's go home. Hey, you want to go home? The people who see God are the people who hunger and thirst for a deeper experience. Mary Magdalene was among the women who went to the tomb early on Sunday morning to go and see what was happening. When they got there, the tomb was empty. She could have gone back home. She needed explanation. She needed to understand what is happening. So she went back to Peter, who was the leader of the group. To tell the rest of the disciples that look, the man, our Lord is not, not in the tomb. They've taken him away. 
And then when they came to come and see that Christ is risen, they are fine. They are okay. You are able to feed morning, afternoon, evening, one, one, one. You are fine. You don't long for a deeper experience. Your parents are able to pay your school fees. Oh, it's, it's cool. It's calm. Come and study. Your portal is looking green, green, fresh. Eh, 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 eh. It's okay. The Lord is good. We don't want to dwell at a place where God is good. We want to dwell at a place where we share in the greater possibilities with God. Men who are able to impact their world are men who didn't just go to see the remainings of Jesus Christ. They are men who don't just receive the blessings of God. They are men who walked with God. Who saw Jesus Christ for themselves. Hallelujah. Are we together? So if you want to be able to reach further forward faster this year of our great faith and in this month of our sacrifice and on this day which is our resurrection Sunday we shouldn't be comfortable at the entrance of the tomb. The disciples saw, they stood, they saw, they went, they saw the clothes and the linen was, ni- was nicely folded, the handkerchief and stuff. They were okay, complete sense. They went back home. But in verse 11, we see that Mary stood there. Mary Magdalene, the woman who was one time possessed with about seven demons. It is likely that the demons could be more. She stood there and she was weeping. She was weeping. Her heart was heavy. She wanted to see Jesus Christ. She was standing there and was weeping. Where is my Lord? Where is my God? For many people, we are so comfortable. We don't weep any longer. We don't weep any longer. Our hearts are no longer yearning after God. For many people, they are so cool. They are, they are nice Christians. They love God. But they want to be cool. Let's be cool. You see, let's just blend in so that nobody will notice us. Yeah, we, too, we are here. Yeah, when they want to pray in tongues, they put their hands in their pocket and they do maladindo, shibrando, celebrecos, maraki, shataski, didi, brandem. So, God, Abi, you know that. Rekindo, shadi, bradi, kasilako, shadapaya. Then they remove their handkerchief. They, they tap, 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 tap their makeup. Lord, we thank you for tonight. We thank you for tonight. Thank you, God. In Jesus' name. Hey! Mary stood there and she was weeping. It is not enough that Jesus Christ is risen. I want to see him for myself. I want to see Jesus for myself. Blessed are they who hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. The condition for filling is hunger and thirst. As long as you are full, you cannot be filled. Amen. Matthew 5, 6. So you have to be longing and thirsting after God. She stood at the tomb, at the entrance of the tomb, and she was crying. She was weeping. Weeping, where is my God? Where is my God? Mary Madeleine was hungering and testing for a greater experience. Psalm 42. As the heart of the dead panted after the water brooks, so panted my soul after thee. Your soul must pant after God. The dead pants for water. And our souls must continually be panting after God. That is why we have to continually draw 
when the song came in this morning, I was refreshed. It is true that we are seated at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. It is true that we resurrected with Christ Jesus. But we must continually be filled with the Holy Ghost. More than once, the disciples or the apostles were filled with the Holy Spirit. Which means that we must continually be filled by the Holy Ghost. We must continually draw, draw, draw power. The witches draw power by sucking human blood. We draw our power by dwelling in the presence of God. By communicating with him, by having a greater experience with God. And as disciples of God or as members of this ministry, just as your stomach grows for food, your heart must also grow for Jesus. Because when you have Jesus Christ, you have all that you need. When you have Jesus, you have all that you need. I want to say that again. When you have Jesus, you have all that you need. Hallelujah. Because Jesus is the summation of all things. In him do all things consist. In him do all things consist. In Jesus Christ will your portal consist. Amen. I know there are people who are going to walk out of this place with third class. But in Christ Jesus, they are complete. And in Christ Jesus, they are able to lay hold on a greater experience. The people who impacted generations are people who were not very good in academic work. Look at Peter. The guy was a fisherman. Fisherman, even these days, fishermen are looking nice. They have nice haircuts. They do punk. Yeah. They have clean shaves. Some of them, they have beer level. Beard gunk. Yeah. Then they look nice. Imagine the days of old where there were no results. These were people who had been with Jesus. And the only testimony that people could give about them was not that they had good homiletical skills or they can do good exegesis explaining the scriptures. Bible says that they took notice of them because they had been with God. They had been with God. They were not standing at the entrance of the tomb. They had actually seen Jesus. Amen. Are we in church? If you want to experience God, we have to go further forward. Verse 14. The Bible says that she did not even realize that that was Jesus Christ who was standing there. I'm trying to be very brief as possible. She didn't even recognize Jesus Christ. And a lot of people have turned back from going yonder or going forward in their search or in their seeking God because at a point they didn't even know whether Jesus Christ was real anymore. In your Christian world there comes a time that it's like God has forsaken you. I remember one time I was, I was weeping. I said, hey, I backslided. God has left me. It's not like I've done anything wrong, but I wasn't feeling the way I was feeling. No. Hey. You see, when you fall in love fresh, that love, your brain will be doing sugarcane, sugarcane. Yeah. And when you are, when you are there, you will just be imagining and seeing things. You see, you see your beloved walking down the aisle on a red carpet and then the wind is blowing from this direction. Her hair is lifted like that. And then there are butterflies and then the leaves are falling. Hey! They're feeling a bit deep. I wasn't feeling that. That thing was gone. Oh God, you are forsaken. 
me. You are forsaking me. Unfortunately or fortunately, I was in church. And then my bishop was preaching a message. And the message was choking me. I felt like, hey! This one, your God is gone. This one, I am walking alone. I wept. I wept. I rushed into his office. Where I do my IT stuff, it's close to the door. So I quickly entered the office. I didn't want people to see that I was weeping. I went to the office. I was on the floor. I was weeping. I was weeping. God, please, I, come back. Hey! I wasn't comfortable with it. The condition wasn't a comfortable one. But many of us, we've come to the place where we are comfortable. We go to church three times a week. We go for Sunday service. Wednesday, we are in Bible studies. And then on Friday, we pray. We read our Bible. Our life has become a routine instead of an experience. Every day that you live as a believer, your life must be an experience. You should move from just walking through the norms or activities into experiencing God in every activity. And until your life gets to the place where it is an experience, you will not enjoy church. You come to church, you, you, they are singing as well, say, oh, this song, this is not my song. And for some of you, until a certain song is raised, you don't enter into the spirit. When the song is lifted, then your Holy Ghost, your anointing descends. Then you enter the spirit. Your eyes are closed. You are worshiping. Immediately the song is changed. Ah, uh, what is this? For some of you, if you come to church and Prezo doesn't preach, you are not enjoying the service. Because you are walking by human experience. You should come to church and whether the service went well or not, as for you, you have experienced God. Whether the sound was on and off or the keyboardist was playing off key, you have experienced God. Experience. And Mary Madeline stood there when the rest of the disciples went back. Let's see where they went. Verse 19. See where they went to. I even thought they were going to the mountain to go and pray. Verse 19, see. Then the same day at evening, being the first day of the, the week, when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled, verse 19, for the fear of the Jews, they were hiding in a certain room, closing the doors because they were afraid of the Jews. These people walked away from an opportunity to experience God and to see Jesus Christ firsthand. To go and hide in a room for fear. I thought they were going to go and look for Jesus in the temple, in the synagogue preaching. I thought they were going to the mountain to go and ask God or consult God to find out where Jesus Christ's body was. They went back to their comfort zone to go and hide in their room and, and shut the doors. Running away from the Jews. And a woman, a woman, the men were running and hiding. Peter, who caught a revelation of Jesus Christ, was this same man. This same man who caught a revelation of Jesus Christ was he was hiding in the room, running away from the Jews. 
And the woman was at the tomb weeping and crying for an experience. A woman. A woman. Like I said, in the days of old, women were not regarded like now. Today, if you mess up with any woman, you'll be in serious trouble. Yeah. If you joke with the heart of any PCM, a man, I get to find out. I'll use you for tricep extension and I'll use you for squats. The woman was at the tomb weeping for an experience, weeping to encounter God. The men were sleeping, eating bread, and hiding from the Jews. The women, the women, don't tell me only men are called to preach. The first person to experience the resurrection of Jesus Christ was a woman. Ah, what, what are you talking about? Everybody left. She was there weeping. Longing for a greater experience. It's not enough to see or have proofs that Jesus Christ is risen. The tomb is empty. He said that he's going to rise. We can take him for his word. His reason is gone. And that is it. Wherever he wants to go, he can go. But I want to see him. I want to see him for myself. Hey, a woman. And you, sister, you are there claiming that as for you, you are a woman. So, oh, let the guys do it. Hey, you are there. Oh, let the brothers do it. Oh, the brothers. See, the way he prays is anointed. Let him do the thing. You see, as for us, some of you have called you that have seen potential in you. Want to hand over certain leadership positions to you. Say, hey, Brazil, me, hey. Yes, you. You. The woman was at the tomb weeping and crying for an experience. The men were sleeping. I'm sure some of them, they ordered pizza and shawarma. And when they were hiding. Yeah. When Peter was catching the revelation of Jesus Christ, that is the son of God, where was Mary Madeline? Probably she was still under demonic influence. Where was she? Be there. Be there and tell us that you are anointed. So uh, some things are for the small boys. Some things are, come and play keyboard. You tell me now, now you are matured. Uh, come and clean temple, Prezo. Let the boys, uh, the boys are there. Let the boys do the thing. The first man to catch a revelation of who Jesus Christ was, Peter. He came, he saw, he didn't conquer. He went back to hide. He went to hide. The people who see God or experience God are hard followers. There is rising an army of hard followers. We will follow whether we have experience or not. We are following. We want to see God more and know God more. Until we get to heaven where we see Jesus Christ filling Gadochi and see the Father and say, the angelic host, we will follow hard after God. We follow hard. 
will fall, will rise again. Amen. For some of you, you, you long to be with God. You experience God one, once upon a time. Something, some younger girl came to sweep you off your feet to commit that fornication. And then, you allow that to deflate your anointing. The people who experience God are hard followers. They are hard followers. We will fall, we will rise. You see, the mystery behind the strength of a believer is that our strength is not from us. It's from God. When we fall, we will draw. We will draw. We will draw. There were times I wanted to commit suicide. Yeah. <laughs> there were times my heart was broken. I, I felt disappointed in myself. So that I will not continue. This thing. Hey. But I thank God for hard followers like my bishop. Say, so my son, rise up. Rise up. Your journey has not ended. You have not even begun and want to give up. Rise up. Hey. Like today, maybe here, crowd will not be here. But now I'm, I'm singing Jarastafari. Hard followers. Hard. Hard. You misbehave. I call you. I tell you. Hard followers. Next morning, you are in church. You are there. I'm preaching. You are lifting. You are receiving. You are receiving. You mess up. I, I tell you, I, I confront you. I tell you, Master. You see, the kingdom of God works by principles, elements. Principles. We are following principles. That is how Perez Chapel has gotten this far. You think if they were doing this anyhow? Like, hey, what are you talking about? And then you bore. You are not a hard follower. So Sunday morning, you come, you go and sit at the back. Meanwhile, I know that you usually sit behind me. Then that Sunday, because I can tell you my mind, by the principles of Bible, you verse. You verse. You came, you saw, you saw that the experience is going on. You are comfortable with coming to church. You saw that experience is going on. You will turn back. You go back into hiding. If you are going to be experiencing God in this year and beyond or go further forward in your assignment or whatever God has called you to do, you must be a hard follower. Hard follower. Hard follower. Be there. Celebrity in church. The people who are hard followers are people who rather weep at the tomb than go home and laugh with friends, laugh with their present situation and be comfortable. If you experience growth as a believer, there should be a tongue in your flesh all the time pressing you forward. Something should be choking you. Yeah. Last week, you were able to do 21 days, maybe half, half fasting. This time, you are a hard follower. You want to do it with commitment. Sometimes, that things may not be working out. Mary Madeline was there. She saw Jesus. She couldn't recognize Jesus. Sometimes things may not be working out. But we are hard followers. We are hard followers. Whether the result is D plus or E or A, we are going. God there we day. We move. You see, whether you pass or you fail, God is God. 
Nothing will change that. Amen. Uh, I pray that you will not fail in Jesus' name. But I also want you to understand that whether you pass or you fail, God is still God. Nothing changes about him. So we will not look at our present circumstances that keep changing. Hey, I wrote an exam, IT-related exam. Assessment, fella. Exam, cool job. I was praying, not even praying, I was believing. This one, this is my area. Cool A, cool A. When I open the portal, B, not even B plus, B. The results in my portal, they keep changing. I can't put my life on it. I will not go and commit suicide because of what is there. I will not feel depressed because of what is there. It will change. It will change. Since I came to this school, I've never hit my target. Agenda 4.0 means Trebida. But with the top, we are going. Hard followers. Hard followers. She went. The tomb was empty. She went, came back. The rest left. She was still there weeping. Weeping. When you continue that same verse 16, the Bible says that Jesus called her. Let's go to verse 16 and see what is there. And Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned around and said, Rabboni. Ah, finally. She has wept for long, tarried in the presence of God. Saw Jesus, but the, the, the revelation was not clear. Until Jesus Christ said, Mary. Hard followers are people who understand the voice of their master. She could have asked, who are you? Who are you? My sheep know my voice. When Jesus Christ said, Mary, immediately she knew that this is the voice of Jesus. She turned around and said, Rabboni, oh my God, my master, finally I've experienced, I've had the encounter I've been waiting for. My God. Many of us don't even know the voice of God. We are crying out, God speak to me, God speak to me, God speak. God is speaking. God is always speaking. God doesn't stop speaking. He's always speaking. But your Wi-Fi is off. The hotspot is on. Your settings is not favoring you. The thing is off. You can't receive. As we are here right now, there is a lot of waves ongoing, like MTN is transmitting, Vodafone is transmitting and all of that. But if you put your connection off, you can't receive network. It's not that network in you. you, you your, your device is not proper. Because I've entered certain places with certain phones, I never receive network. But a different kind of phone will go there and receive network. She heard a voice. She turned around. Said, Master. She identified the voice of God. We should be able to differentiate the voice of God from the voice of the flesh. Many people say that God spoke to me. God didn't speak to you. Your emotions were speaking to you. Amen. Oh, and God said to me that this year he's going to do this, do that. And then when you sit down and scrutinize the thing very carefully, you see that it is your desire. It is not God speaking to you. When we are pursuing that brother, giving him signals and God was speaking to you, you shut it off. On Sunday, 
you sit and reserve a seat for him. And then you are coming to church with water in your bag. You so when he when he comes, you give oh I have water. And God was speaking to you. Your Wi-Fi was off. It was off. And in that moment, the voice of the flesh came aloud. You go to sleep, you see this brother. You see him holding a microphone. Praying. Cabaying. Praise God. God is speaking to me about this, this guy. I've been seeing him in my dreams. I see, we are even wearing Anko in the dream. Anko, it means that two of you are supposed to be in the choir. Wow, wear the same uniform. <laughs> and then the guy plays two tasks with your heart. Come and tell me that all men are the same. Turn on your Wi-Fi. And let God speak to you. And Jesus said to her, Mary. Jesus Christ didn't need to say, oh, it is me, it's me. Mary, it's me. At the mere sound of the voice of Jesus Christ, she knew what to do. She turned around. For some of us, the turnaround we need in our lives is dependent on hearing the voice of God. The breakthrough you are longing for. The steady that is not going. When you hear the voice of God, you turn around. You are in the right direction. Hallelujah. Now let's go to verse 17. Verse 17. Let me read what is there. Verse 17. Jesus said to her, do not clinch to me. Do not cling to me, which is suggesting that Mary had even wanted to embrace Jesus Christ. Seeing Jesus is not enough. Seeing the empty tomb was not enough. Hearing the voice of God was not enough. Now the woman wants to embrace Jesus. You want to feel that, you want to, hey, want to embrace Jesus. She was not satisfied with the presence of Jesus alone. She wanted the whole package. Jesus himself. What are you longing for? What are you longing for? When I go to lectures and see one fine slim lady and she's on some here and cry, cry. And things are bouncing. Suddenly your heart jump. Your heart jump. You see the guy, you are crashing on the guy. Every... Your organs, everything is crashed within your system. Everything is crashed. Everything. Your heart is broken. Hey! Heart followers long after God. Not the things of the world. They are not satisfied with one day experience. Some people catch one anointing, they run around 20 years. The anointing has depleted before they go seeking another anointing. You must be in a state of continual renewal. Daily anointing. The messes of God are new every morning. God knows that you need new messes every day. So at the beginning of the day, he infuses your system. He gives you cash in of new messes. You are running on low battery. The anointing has depleted. When you walk past people, 
they are no longer sensing the presence of angels following you. When you sing, people are no longer blessed. When you play the strings, demons are not lifted. Hey, she wanted to embrace Jesus. Jesus said, don't embrace me yet. Relax, don't embrace me yet. There's coming a time that I'll believe in you. I'll live in your system. I'll be in your heart. So, hold on. But Jesus said to her, go to my brethren. Go to my brethren. She experienced Jesus. And anytime you experience Jesus, there is a rebirth of our assignment, our calling. All this while, this woman was following Jesus, thinking that she was a kingdom financier. Thinking that she was supposed to support Jesus. Support Jesus' ministry with her money and her devotion. But upon a divine encounter, the assignment has been redefined. Go and tell people. Go and tell them. Send the good news to them. From a demon-possessed woman to an evangelist. In Mark chapter 5, we see the, the madman of Gadara. Upon an encounter with Jesus Christ, she became an evangelist. Hey! Why are you not an evangelist? Well, you, you claim you experienced God. You are still not preaching. What experience is that? Goosebumps experience. Feel fine. Your body is doing you. You are okay. The people who experienced God, who encountered God, became evangelists. They became carriers of the good news. What are you telling me? The woman who met Jesus at the well. She had been with five men and the one who she was staying with currently was even on the husband. Upon an encounter with Jesus Christ, she became an evangelist. But now the body of Christ should be filled with evangelists. The death and resurrection of Jesus Christ was solely, basically, foundationally for the salvation of the souls of men. Hallelujah. And that is why when people experience God, they carry an anointing to become evangelists. Preaching the gospel. Telling people the glad tidings. And the first woman to preach a salvation message based on the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ was Mary Madeline. If you want to clap, do it well. experience God. They walk with Jesus. They ate a bolo and, and fish with Jesus Christ. People preached. Jesus himself went around preaching that the kingdom of God is at hand. But the first person to talk about salvation based on the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ was a woman. Mary Madeline. You have been sleeping for too long, sisters. What da? What da? You are sitting on the anointing. You are sleeping. You are sleeping. A woman was given the opportunity to be the first person to receive a message directly from Jesus Christ. She Jesus Christ said, here I am. Now go and tell them. Many of us now, we are depending on the great commission that he gave the disciples. A lot of people didn't receive a direct God. Jesus Christ didn't appear to them and tell them now, go and tell people. This woman, Jesus Christ was there. Philly Gadochi. Not in the spirit, not a revelation. Flesh and blood. Said, now go and tell the people. Go. I commission you an evangelist. What are you doing? 
Sisters, what are we doing? What are we doing? What are we doing? I strongly believe that there is coming a time, not very far from now, a lot of ladies in PCM will rise. <laughs> After experiencing God, they will rise into different levels. You see, Jesus called Mary Madeline by her name. Not by offenses. Not by her past conditions. He didn't say, oh, thou woman who I delivered from demons. Oh, thou woman that I caught in adultery. So, Mary. So, irrespective of whatever you've been through, quit pushing yourself down. A lot of you, you have allowed the devil to keep lashing you for sins that you've committed. Jesus Christ is dead. His blood was shed. Your sins are forgiven. Now rise up and move on. You've been at one place for too long. We need more warriors who stand at the front lines of ministry. And we need women are powerful. One woman, hey, one woman caused all what we are seeing today. Because she communicated with a serpent. When I see serpents, I run away. So just imagine a talking serpent. Confidence to stand and talk with. <laughs> Some people say that it is revelatory, whatever. And then people draw whatever. I read the thing and I take literal meaning first. Yeah. She spoke with the devil, Satan. And because of that one woman, see what has happened to the world. One woman. Now, look, listen to the more interesting part of it. By one woman, the Savior was born. Yeah. By one woman, the Savior was born. By one woman, the gospel was preached. The true gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ was preached by one woman. Oh, put your hands together. One woman, one woman. One is an army together with God. One is an army if God is by your side. The reason why you are feeling intimidated is because you don't have any You don't know what to talk about. You don't have experience. Why don't you have experience? You have not tarried long. You are not yelling for God. You are not longing after God. You don't have anything to say. There's, there's nothing to talk about. This woman stood at the tomb. She wept. Cried. Stooped down. Kept weeping. She saw two angels. She, she was not interested in angels. She wanted to see God. See Jesus. After seeing Jesus, she wanted to embrace Jesus Christ. And based on that experience, she can boldly declare to the disciples. He went and said, I saw Christ. The man has risen. It's not my pastor said he's risen. I saw the man myself. When we come to the place of experience, there comes a boldness that smells off on us. You stand, you preach irrespective of whoever is there. Precious one, we must long for an experience with God. Let's just not take the resurrection as 
a point of celebration. Yeah, we eat, we drink, we wear white clothes, and then we celebrate and we, we post things on our state or his reason, his reason, and put on all religious kinds of acts. But deep within us, there is no longing. Deep within us, there is no experience. Deep within us, we are comfortable. We are satiated with the things of the world. I have an Android phone. It is enough. I can go to Facebook, watch WhatsApp status, chat with my friends. It is enough. I can read my Bible from my phone. It is enough. I... Hey! Never come to the place where you are satiated, you are comfortable, you are filled. We need God to be at the center of our lives so that we will continually draw from him. We will keep drawing and keep running. The journey is far, the assignment is big. The world is to be reached. We can't reach the world with two people. We can't reach the world with a handful of people. We need a lot of people to also go into the tomb and experience God for themselves and run out of the tomb. Many of the times we go, the tomb is a place of darkness. A lot of people go through difficulties but are not able to draw on the experience of the darkness and then to be able to translate the darkness to light and bring the gospel to people by their experience. Somebody is waiting to be blessed by your experience. By your experience. Jesus Christ was buried so that you will come alive, so that your vision will come alive, so that your assignment will come alive. He was tied so that you'll be loosed, so that you'll be untied. Loose for what? What are we being loose for? What are we loose for? To become careers of the message, careers of the assignment, careers, careers, careers. We've not been loosed to become. Photographers, we are not loose to become bankers. All of those things are important. When you are pursuing any of those things, by God's grace, it is fine. But the main reason why you have been loosed is to become a career of the assignment, the message of God. Seek first the kingdom of God, and all other things shall be added unto you. But we've reversed the process. We are seeking first the things of the world. And then we are expecting God to come and dwell at the end of the tents. Until you allow God to dwell in your heart and receive the first place in your life. The Bible says he said himself that he's a jealous God. He cannot share his position with anybody. He will not share his glory with anyone. It's either you have God or you don't have God. You can't have God and have other things. When God is at the center of your life, you have all that you need. He's what you need. What you need is Jesus. In the times of solitude, what you need is Jesus. Stop filling the times of solitude with social activities. Because there are times that God isolates you so that he can speak to you. There are times that God puts you to a place of solitude. A place of loneliness. I didn't say loneliness. A place of loneliness so that you can focus on God. But when we get to that place, the first thing we reach for is our phones. We want somebody to talk to. When God is there, the Holy Spirit is ever present with us, to speak with us. This morning, I am leaving you with this one message. I'm leaving you with this one message. The army of hard followers are rising. They are rising. The choice is dependent on you. God created man to be a free agent. You choose whatever you want. But if you want to go further in your assignment, whatever God has placed in your care, 
commit it back to him. Whatever business you are doing, whatever assignment or program you are running, whatever vision you have, commit it back to God. Lay it on the altar of sacrifice. It is a amount of sacrifice. Just put it on the altar of sacrifice. And watch God do amazing things through you. The people who impacted the world are people who never understood a lot of things about life and all of that. All they needed was an experience with God. An experience with God. An experience with God. I don't claim to have reached. And I'm longing for greater experiences with God. But once upon a time, my life wasn't the way I wanted to be. I was on my own, running my own life, doing things the way I wanted to be done. I made terrible mistakes when I look back at some of the things that I did. I regret so much and I wish that I could turn back the hands of time. But one experience with God gave me a different outlook on life. Gave me a different view about what life is. An experience with God transformed me to become a preacher. I am a proud preacher. I, I am proud of it. I don't claim to have arrived. I don't claim that my life is perfect. But as long as I am alive, I am a hard follower. I will chase after God. I will follow hard after God. We will pursue God. We will hold him. Maybe you are comfortable. You are, you are comfortable. No problem. Yeah, I'll be there. When we are making impact, you can be posting us on your status. We need people to promote when we are traveling around the world, you can be posting us on your status and saying, that is my bishop and all of that. It's fine. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you. But I'm looking forward to an army of preachers. And when I stand, I look to my left, I see 10 Perez campus, 10-10. Then we take the harvest field like that. Operating the different giftings, different assignments. It is the same spirit. Somebody can preach, pray. Somebody can heal the sick. We complement each other. Somebody has high technical and organizational skills. We are putting it into the kingdom work. I call you. I want to have a, a crusade in Belgium. I'm expecting 7,000 people. And I said, I said go, go there, go. The work is large. Even this work, this campus ministry, you know, be small job. It had it not been for the committed executives I have around. Yesterday, I never came here. I was on a different assignment. But today, we are having service. Like by now, we need people who are committed to the work. Who will help support the work. And these people cannot go further forward and give their all if they don't experience Jesus Christ. Mary Madeline gave her all. She went out with the confidence and the knowing that she has received an impartation from Jesus. That is why she was on watch. The assignment she went on. And for many people, because they've not received any definite impartation from God, they go around asking questions. Because what this thing you want to do, is it necessary? Uh, me, I don't think it's necessary. This visitation thing that you have been... Eh, let's forget it. The people, they will come to church. Let's go to lectures. And when we study, it's enough. This song that Prezo said we should do, no, the song is hard. Forget Prezo. Forget him. We'll do our own song. And people are bench warmers. They don't have anything to do. And yet they are comfortable. 
the disciples were comfortably sitting in the room, probably drinking wine. I doubt if they were fasting. It was like, because if they were fasting, they would be in a spirit of expectation. But I want to believe. I'm not writing another version of the Bible. I want to believe that they were drinking wine and eating bread. Comfortable. Let's wake up. Read the devotion that is sent on the page. Go to lectures. Come back. Sunday, let's go to church. Four years. We are out of here. All is well. All is not well. All is not well. Precious one, all is not well. The people of the world have devoted themselves raggedly to demonic things. The children of God are playing with anointed things. May God deliver us. May God deliver us. We have come to draw at the well of Jesus. He's the living fountain. Let's continually draw. Let's continually draw. Let's draw. 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 As long as there are empty vessels, the anointing will keep flowing. As long as you are empty, the vessels are empty. The anointing of God, the power of God, the grace and glory of God will keep flowing. It will flow. It will flow. Some people are presenting cup. Fill my cup, Lord. Fill my cup. Now cup, no. I hear anointing will go inside. I hear anointing will go inside. Comfortable. Just give me one dose. One shot. God, give me one shot. This morning I'm going to preach. Give me one shot of the anointing. Enough for the service. You are comfortable. You are lifting cup. You are lifting cup. We are lifting cup. We are looking at reaping the harvest with combined harvesters, not sickle. Sickle, you can only hold a small one and slash. Combine, when we get into the harvest field, one will reap souls. Combine harvesters. 7,000 decisions one night. And you are presenting cup. You are presenting cup for such an anointing. You are presenting cup. <laughs> Am I speaking with somebody? You are presenting cup. Present empty vessels. Empty. When the anointing comes, release, refill. See, the anointing takes a recycling process. God doesn't anoint you to feel good and have goosebumps. It is for a purpose. So when there is a flow in, the beer flow out, it recycles. You are continually fresh. You are comfortably saying, when we were we, you know, like this thing I present, those times that I was me, like this preaching, anointing as sun, there is no refilling. No refilling. Your cup is small. Your capacity to receive is small. Your capacity to receive is small. <laughs> the greatest vessel you can present to God the greatest empty vessel you can present to God is your heart. Give your heart to him. He needs your heart. He needs your heart. Your heart is what God wants. Your heart is what God wants. Keep your heart with all diligence because out of it comes the issues of life. So the heart or the spirit of a man is the most important vessel that you can present to God. Increase your capacity to receive. 
And stop saying that God is no longer moving in these days like he moved in the days of old. Increase your capacity to receive. Increase your capacity to receive. You don't need to be an executive to receive. Increase your capacity. People are rising from this ministry who had never held any position in church doing mighty things for God. You don't want to be left out. You don't want to be left out. This ministry cannot exist without people coordinating the activities. That's why we are here. The bishop cannot be in a crime coming here on Sunday to come and preach. That is why they have to set us in place so that we will coordinate the activities and report back and then and see to the smooth flow of the ministry. But what about your life? What about your destiny? What about your destiny? You need me to come and coordinate your destiny for you? What are you talking about? What about your destiny? God has called everybody here. He has, yes, you. He has called you. There is a special anointing over your life. And an encounter with God is what will cause the anointing to come alive. There are dormant gifts, gifts that have been trampled upon, but an experience with God unleashes the gifts. An experience with God releases you into the calling, releases the grace over your life. It is not that you are not anointed. You are anointed. But the anointing is dormant. It's like palm oil. The thing, I have palm oil from last, last two years. The thing has solidified. But when I put it by a fire experience, it will melt. The anointing will flow. It's like shea butter. Some of you anointings like unkuto. That's become cake, block. You need fire. You need fire. Lord, set a fire in our hearts. Set a fire in our hearts as we draw from you this day. Set a fire in our hearts. Set our souls on fire. And make contact of the Nkuto with fire. Releases the flow. It melts. It flows. It flows. Fire. Ejo. Fire. Fire. That is why Paul said, Paul said to his son Timothy, said, continually stir the gifts. When I'm preparing granite soup, by the time some people prepare the thing, the water is floating, the, the fish is on top, then the water has segregated itself. The granite paste is under. But a properly stirred, properly mixed, understand when you are mashing the thing, you have to mash it, mix it nicely. A stirring of the thing, you stir, you stir, you mix, you mix, you stir, you put ingredients, you mix. You allow the thing to boil on the fire. The altar of fire. Put your life on the altar of fire. The altar of sacrifice. And there will be a stirring of the giftings. The giftings will come alive. It will come alive. You don't need to be anointed to preach alone. In your area of calling, your area of business. Anointing to operate and handle money. We need people in this ministry who five years or ten years from now they will come back and they will say that we need land. Let's buy land. And then they will buy land for the ministry. Then somebody will say, okay, I want to build a, a thousand-seater auditorium. We need kingdom financiers. But we need financiers who know God, whose heart is after God. Who have experience with God. Resurrection, resurrection. A for A, for Wasorio, Wasorio. Where is it? Imagine Mary just went to the disciples 
after they all went to see empty tomb and then she goes back. So Jesus Christ is risen. Jesus, Jesus Christ, no way. And she has nothing to say. Imagine. 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 I just want to stare in you a longing for God. Bible says that Paul was preaching all night. The guy preached. Probably started around 6 p.m. Because usually they have 3 p.m., 6 p.m., 9 p.m. The watches are like that. So I want to believe that it started around 6 p.m. Preaching, preaching. Preaching. Somebody was sleeping. This fire that is coming, somebody was sleeping. The person was sleeping. And then the person fell. The interesting thing was that he was sitting at, at the window. Whilst everybody is sitting on chair, he was at the window. And finally, there is rising an army of hard followers. And you know, I want to be left out. We want to draw, we want to draw. Give me that song again. We want to draw, we want to draw. We want to draw from God. We want to draw from God. Rise to your feet, we want to draw from God. We want to draw, 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 draw. To draw, second, oh, with meaning, draw from you again. Second, second, we have come to draw. Connect and receive. Connect and receive. Connect and receive. Connect and receive. A release of fresh fire. A release of fresh fire. An enlistment into the army of hard followers. An army of hard followers. Fill our souls, Lord. Fill our hearts, Lord. Set us on fire. Set us on fire. Set us on fire, God. Ragadaga, shadadadada. Zedadadadesa. Mananananosa, light us up on fire, God. Shanda brindos lakini bididi. May we be testimonies of the resurrection power. Rekindos bradiko shanda. Rekindos lakini bididi. Mananananasa. Regadadadosa. Ragadashada. Thank you, Father, for an experience this morning. We give you praise, Lord. We give you glory. And the saints will give me a believing amen. Hallelujah. Slap your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Amen.